0: Welcome to episode 288 of Live Happy Now. This has been the most unusual, and for many, the most difficult year in recent memory. So what's gratitude got to do with it? This is Paula Phelps, and this week, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, it seemed like a great time to talk about how important gratitude is, not only at Thanksgiving, but as a daily practice. Live Happy CEO and co-founder, Deborah Hives, sits down with me to talk about gratitude and other practices to make this unusual Thanksgiving more meaningful. Deborah, welcome to Live Happy Now once again. Thank you, Paula. It's great to be here, especially this time of year.
1: I'm really glad. This is one of my favorite times of year, and I'm really excited for this particular podcast. I think we have a lot to talk about today.
0: Yeah, because anyone that's listened to this for a while knows that both you and I are gratitude junkies. So who knows what happens when we get together and talk about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're just even more grateful for each other. That's what happens. That
0: there you go. Well, this year has been unusual. So it puts gratitude in kind of a different light for a lot of people because there's so many people who are dealing with loss, whether that's loss of loved ones, loss of work, loss of the freedom that they had to to move around and see people. So in your life and in what's going on in your world, how are you approaching this Thanksgiving and, and with your gratitude?
1: Well, I think you know the biggest loss, and I think the one that we're all feeling, um, and not the biggest loss in terms of scale, because obviously losing a loved one is a much you know, more significant loss, but the biggest loss in terms of one that I think everyone is feeling a little bit of is a loss of community. And as we're going into the holiday season, I think that's even more intensified where we typically might get together with large family gatherings and our family can't travel in or or, or is uncomfortable traveling in or, you know, for whatever reason, we're not going to be able to have the typical large family gatherings, holiday parties, corporate outings, happy hours that would typically this type of year would be sprinkled with. And I think we get a lot of our sense of community from those activities. So, you know, when we're talking about what we're doing, for me, it's what do we do to replace that to make sure that, number one, we are expressing our gratitude. It is the time of Thanksgiving, after all. But also, what are we doing to replace that so we don't lose out on that sense of community? One of the great things you can do, and I've gotten a couple of these. This is not my own idea is you can take the time to do something that is um, a little archaic. And I've gotten a couple of uh, gratitude notes from some folks. Some hand yeah. handwritten letters telling me how regretful it is that uh, we won't be able to get together this year, but how much we're looking forward to getting together next year and how much more full it's going to be, and then sharing you know, a little bit about what's going on in your life. A good old-fashioned letter to me is a great idea to express gratitude this holiday season.
0: And the person who receives it, one, I, I was just talking with someone this morning about how, oh, I'm a male junkie. And I was like, I am too, you know. And so when we get something that's handwritten these days, that's incredibly exciting to receive.
1: It is. It is. And, you know, and I've gotten some that have been, I've got one that not only was it handwritten, but the person that pulled photos off, off of their social media of the two of us. Oh, and wow. used it and did it on the computer. And talked to me about how much, you know, and, and it was a family member, but said how much they, they were regretting that they weren't going to be able to get together with us this year. But they had all these positive memories from the last year. They'd be thinking of us and they couldn't wait till next year when we could all get together. That's simple, but it really took time and energy on their part. I, or we know from a evidence base that even the act of writing that letter heightened their gratitude, heightened their happiness level. And then it certainly certainly heightened mine. It was a wonderful surprise to get uh, to get that in the mail. It was great.
0: So if someone, that is a great practice. And, and, you know, earlier this year, we had talked to the woman who did the 365 days of thank you notes and, where, yes. and she wrote thank you letters to people. So if someone's going to do this, there are certain things that you should include or certain practices that you can do to, that will trigger more gratitude for you. Is that correct?
1: Yes, there are things that you can do to trigger more gratitude. So you're speaking about uh, the interview that you did with Nancy Davis Coe on yeah. at the Thank You Project. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of tips about how to write the right thank you or the right gratitude letter. But one of the things that, my, that is my favorite is specificity. You have to be very specific in order for it to resonate. It's kind of like when you think back to your childhood. You can think back to your childhood in general. But doesn't your mind resonate on a single something? And then you can start to savor that. You can remember the way it sent, the way something smelled or the way something felt. When you're writing a, a gratitude letter, if you can be specific about what you're grateful for, a moment in time or something, the person, the reader gets the opportunity to savor that memory, as do you. You get the opportunity to savor that memory. And it just heightens the sensation of gratitude. Of course, improves your overall well-being. It's a great tip. I love
0: it. It kind of opens a door, too, because once you write down and you get that specific and you, you start opening up that memory, you, just, you can kind of keep going with that and, and really have this wonderful experience, even by yourself, just going down that path and how that felt.
1: Right. The other thing is it does is it creates a, the phrase, they really get me right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, our our best friends, our best relationships, our our best family relationships are all about you know, the the closeness we feel to each other, the comfort we feel around each other. And a piece of that is they just get me. Well, when you have these shared moments, you have these shared memories and they evoke the same feelings, you build that sense of trust, that sense of camaraderie, um that sense of, you know, they get me. We're part of our own tribe. We're part of the same tribe, and I think that's a big part of it. And I think that getting out of the surface. Thank you very much for doing a great job. To thank you very much, I really appreciated the way you took your time with with that photograph that you took of us and the light just it captured my 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 spouse and my children brilliantly. It was very different then. We really enjoyed the photo session. Yeah. yeah. It is it is just that level of detail, and you don't have to be a wordsmith. I mean, obviously, you know, many people in the world are, have the ability to write just letters, and it can be intimidating to think that you need to be able to be that way. You don't. You just need to be able to convey what you're thinking of on a sheet of paper, which can be, I love going to that restaurant with you. The way you enjoyed that meal and and the laughter we shared is just one of my favorite memories. Anybody can put that on a sheet of paper. And if it's real, it'll touch your heart. It builds gratitude. And it shows the person who's receiving it that you get them. Right. Right.
0: That that is a great tip. And another wonderful thing about writing down your gratitude is you can do it in a letter that you never send. I mean, we can (laughs) send gratitude to, you know, in my case, it would be an aunt that I had who died more than 17 years ago. But she was the number one person in my life, you know, and and to be able to just sit down and and write that kind of letter to someone who will never read it, who will never see it, but it really opens things up within you.
1: Well, that's one of my uh, favorite things about writing anything. I mean, how many of us have written, have written an email, right, that they thought better of sending, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you get all your emotions out into that email, and you're like, oh, I'm so frustrated about this, blah, 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 you're writing it down. And, and then once you're done writing it down, you realize you don't need to send it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to create that frustration in the receiver's eyes. You don't need to let that no person know that you were upset about them. And why does that work that way? Because you got to get it out. You personally had the release of, you know, documenting your frustration, and then you recognize that that frustration is lifted by that act and moving on. Gratitude works the same way. Take the time to write down what you're grateful for. Take the time to, you know to journal and just spend a few minutes imagining a moment in time or something or someone or something someone did for you, something you saw someone do for something else that just makes you grateful. And that doesn't really get that emotion out like deleting the anger email does. And I think we've all done that, (laughs) but it does. And if you're not deleting your anger emails, you should start. It's much better than (laughs) (laughs) perpetuating that. Write them and delete them. It's healthier. Gratitude is the opposite. It doesn't release your anger. When you write down what you're grateful for, it actually fills up your well of gratitude. It creates a reminder that, oh, these are good things. Our brain wants to find good things. We want to find things to feel good about by reflecting on them and getting back in touch with the emotion that you experienced at the time or the way that person made you feel. It's really a positive, uplifting activity.
0: And the wonderful thing about gratitude, which is, I think, why you and I love it so much, or one of the reasons, is it really just rewires your brain. It does so much for us. And you think, well, just being thankful, how is that going to change it? But it really, like from the term, the, the standpoint of resilience and overall happiness, it really changes your life.
1: It does. And, you know, we're, 2020 has been an interesting year. Yeah, Um, we've had a lot of stuff going on from, you know, COVID to the election to, you know, civil unrest and various issues and various topics. And they're all very serious and they're all very significant. But sometimes you have to sit back and say, okay, we have so much to be grateful for. Yes, there are things to be angry about. Yes, there are things that upset us. And those are justified, fully acceptable emotions. But do you want to spend your life wallowing in those? If you can do something about it, take action. If you can make the world a better place, take action. But also make sure you're taking care of yourself. Take the moment to, for me, I think we've talked about this before. I'm sure we've talked about this before because it's a big part of my life. Get outside and appreciate the wonderful world that we've been given in terms of, you know, I live in Texas, so we, big sky country. You know, the way the sky looks at sunset, uh, the way the air smells um, as the as it as seasons turn to fall. I'm just grateful for the ability to to get outside and enjoy nature and fill myself up with that, and to have my children experience that with me. Whether we go on a walk in the neighborhood, go to a golf course, go to a lake to go fishing, or uh, you know a walk in the park, that's something we can do right now, just in spite of what's going on in the world. And I'm grateful that we can, because if I had to stay inside 24 hours a day. I would be a miserable human being. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's not good that's for my you. wiring, right?
1: I'm grateful for the fact that I've got these huge windows in my office, and I can look outside and see a lot of green and uh, and see nature all day. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And but if I take a, when I get frustrated, if I take a moment to do that, to look outside and go, wow, isn't it beautiful out there? It's like this lifting off. You know, my my shoulders get lighter. I get more focused. I have the ability to. Focus on solving the problem rather than wallowing in it. Just think gratitude and, and you know gratefulness for what we have drives a lot of our ability to get out of where we are when we're not happy. Mm-hmm. And I think gratitude really is the key to unlocking uh, who you want to be, unlocking your own personal well-being. I think you have to start from a point of gratitude.
0: And on that. Day, on Thanksgiving, there are people who are going to be a, sad because they are alone or they're doing it by Zoom or they're not doing Thanksgiving at all. You know, I talked with a friend last weekend because she works with the homeless and it's always been we've been able to contribute oh, oh. to that. And now we can't. They're not doing it this year because of COVID. And so all these traditions are gone and people are there are a lot of people who are alone. And so how how do we on that day, on Thanksgiving Day, how do we turn that into a, a celebration of gratitude, even when maybe we're confined, we're restricted, and we're alone?
1: You know, that's a difficult thing for all of us to think about. I think we're all social creatures. I think when you're in isolation, I do think there's there's a twofold obligation. Number one, those of us who are not entirely isolated, um, maybe your grandmother can't travel for, for uh, Thanksgiving this year, I think we need to take extra advantage of technology and make sure we have that extra long phone call or that Zoom call if if grandma and granddad can figure out how to use Zoom. And we need to make the extra effort to reach out to our neighbors who maybe don't have anything, uh, don't have any people to surround themselves with. And I think that's, you know, on all of us. But also if we're that person, we need to recognize that we are in charge of our own, our own destiny. And, you know, there's There's a little bit of, when you're in junior high school and you go to school and you come home and and you say to your mom, well, none of the kids talk to me. And what's the first (laughs) thing your mother asks you?
0: Well, did you talk to anyone?
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sometimes we need to remind the world that we are feeling a little bit lonely and not be scared to reach out and have a phone call. And don't dismiss it by saying, hey, people are with their families. Because a lot of people are with their families, but if they knew if, if if you call and you say, Hey, I just want to call and wish you a happy Thanksgiving and and tell you how much I appreciate you and, and wish that we could see each other, but we can't, those people are gonna answer the phone if you know they're they're gonna be grateful for that call. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not intrusive to reach out to tell someone, Thank you, I appreciate you. That's joyful. Now if you call up and you say, Hey, I'm so lonely, I can't leave them alone on Thanksgiving. That's not really honoring their holiday. I mean, we right. should be cognizant of that. And I'm not saying if somebody does that, please don't hang up on them. Please take time <laughs> to talk to them. But how we approach people in our loneliness is part of it. And, and you know, then there is always the, you know, falling back on reflection and, okay, I can't be with my family this year or I can't be, do what I ordinarily would do, but I'm grateful because I can do X, Y, or Z. Maybe I can't serve the homeless at Thanksgiving this year because that's closed down. And, That's something that we have typically done with my church as well, and they're not doing it either. But I can make a donation to a food bank. I can make sure that I've done something in exchange for that, to replace that sense of giving that I'm I'm longing, that sense of caring. You know, there's a lot of ways we can reach out without having to be face to face. And I think we, we need to do that. So I think that as opposed to focusing on what we can't do, it'd be really helpful if we focused on what we could do. I can't do that, but I can do this. And I I think it's gonna open up opportunities we didn't even know existed and possibilities that we didn't even know existed if we think that way. Not what can't I do, but what can I do?
0: That's a great way to approach it. And I also wonder with you, you're a parent, you've got three, I want to say small children, but they're not that small anymore. <laughs> they're starting to grow. Well, um, well, I got a teenager. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, as a parent, how what's, how do we approach this? Because it's wonky for them. And I think that is the official term, wonky. But it, it's different for children. And so how do you, we as parents, you as parents, because I'm not, uh, make this a really wonderful teaching moment about gratitude and about what holidays mean? Well, you know, this
1: morning I was getting ready. I had a, I had a, an early morning board meeting for a couple hours. Then I had about an hour that I had to get ready before I had to come to work. And my son was up and the TV was on and it was something on television. He said, would you turn that off? And I said, why? He goes, because I'm tired of hearing about COVID. He's, wow. That's the teenager, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it has impacted their lives so significantly. I mean, whether or not they can go to school, whether or not, they can see their friends, whether or not, you know, they can play their typical sports. Whatever it is, it's impacted them really a lot more than it's probably impacted adults because their entire social world at certain ages is their friends. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think we all remember being in junior high and high school. Did you want to go home and see your parents or did you want to spend time with your friends?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> yeah
1: all of us right right (laughs) no matter how my parents are great that's not a knock on them it's
0: just you know
1: it's part of our evolution of becoming independent that's just it's, it's part of part of who we are so i think with them you have to reinforce this is a time this is a time it's not a forever this is now this is a time we encourage our children to not just text but to actually do we do we encourage them to have facetime calls with their friends we encourage them to participate in their activities. You know, we have scouts. Scout meetings are online, but none of that really is going to replace them getting together with their friends. And we have to understand that. But I think the only thing we can do is point out how grateful we are. In in my case, and I know this is not true for all families, but in our case, that everybody in our family is healthy. You know, we are we are we are blessed by what we have. We don't need to be greedy. We don't need to you know. We don't need more than what we have right now. We we love each other. We have a good family. We have a good life. And this will change. But for right now, it's okay to spend a little more time reading, a little more time playing with the dog. And I think as a family, we do this anyway because of who I am, because of who Katie is, because of who our kids are. We really reinforce how blessed we are to have what we have on a regular basis. And just ratcheting that up a notch at Thanksgiving making sure they reach out to their grandparents, making sure they reach out to their friends if they want to, making sure that they're still able to share their gratitude, even though maybe we can't go to the football game, which we might have done in years past. Just reinforcing that the world is okay, because I think our children need to hear that right now.
0: Yeah. So for me, I always think of Thanksgiving kind of that corner that we're turning and now it's like full blow into the the holiday season. So how do we take this gratitude and take this intentionality and use that to go through a holiday season that's going to be, again, very unusual, very difficult for a lot of people?
1: You know, I I wish that I had the answers. I wish that anybody had the answers to that. But I think all we can do, and really it comes down to this is always all we can do, is, is manage our own activities and manage our own thoughts. Spend time thinking about what's positive in your life. Some, spend time thinking about what you're grateful for. If you're having a difficult time in your life, know that it, you know there, there's this great thing. I think it was probably our number one downloaded article off livehappy.com, post-traumatic growth. Yeah. Bad things happen to everybody. And there are people there to help you, to reach out to. Don't try and go it alone. But also take the time to take care of yourself if you're in one of those situations and know that you will get through this.
0: So thank you, because you've given us some great stuff to think about as we uh, slide into this Thanksgiving week and start the whole holiday engine revving up. So I
1: hope I'd love I'd love for everyone to send us or, or go to Facebook, our Facebook page and share with us what they did that was different to make their Thanksgiving special this year. Or, um, you know, share what they're grateful for and, and, and you know, start spreading that kindness. This year's going to be different. And I think that we all need to uh, need to have a little grace, a little gratitude and share a little kindness in the world.
0: Well said. Deb, thank you again for coming in, talking with me, talking with us. And I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving.
1: Thank you. You too.
0: That was Live Happy CEO and co-founder Deborah Hise talking with me about gratitude. We'd love to hear how you practiced gratitude this Thanksgiving, so be sure to visit our Live Happy Facebook page and share your story. And we also want to wish you and your loved ones, whether you're together in person or in spirit, a very happy Thanksgiving. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day A happy one.